You're listening to Summer School, Elevate Church's summer teaching series. If you'd like more information about Elevate Church, you can check us out online at www.elevatechurch.ms. Good morning, Elevate. Good morning. Good morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look, I got something I want to share with y'all real quick. And we all know what that word love means, but often we get it, we take it for granted. But how many of y'all know that God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son? Amen? Amen. Amen. Can we say that? Can we give a hand praise for that? He gave his only begotten son. But oftentimes we take that, love, that word love for granted because God loved us so much that we forget to love others. And I'm going to be sharing some things with y'all today. We're going to be talking about the love of God. But also in the love of God, we're going to be talking about how we should often love as well. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you have a Bible, please turn to Romans 5 and 5 with me. I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. If you have it, say amen, and we can go ahead and get going. It says that in verse 5, it says that, And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen? It says, and hope does not put us to shame, but because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Which leads me to my message today, the love of God. The love of God. See, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, it comes inside of us, and it gives us an opportunity to live out what God has put inside of us. See, God is the Holy Spirit. God is the one that, that shows us the way. God is the one that equips us with the love to show to others. And if we're going to love God, then we got to love, love his people. Amen? God's love for man. God's love for man. And let's revert back all the way to, to in the book of Genesis when God created Adam. And he put Adam in this garden that was so lustrous and beautiful. It had everything that he can imagine. But Adam became lonely. But God loved Adam so much that he gave him who? A he gave him a helpmate. That's one of my classmates back there now, y'all. That's, that's one of my classmates. But God gave... God gave Adam Eve, and he gave Adam Eve because, because he was lonely in a garden. He, saw, he had gave Adam everything that he needed, but Adam was missing something. He gave Adam Eve, and out of Eve, we are here today. Even with what happened in the garden, we still have an opportunity to come back right because God loved Adam God gave Adam Eve, and even in the midst of sin, God still gave us a way out of sin by him coming back and giving his life, which brings me to my total message, the love of God, because God gave us a second chance. Ain't none of us in this room would be here today without a second chance. Can I get an amen? amen. Ain't none of us perfect. The Bible says for for we all fall short of the glory of God. We are all sinners. We were all born sinners. Yet God forgave us. Yet for God look at our sins and he say, I still love you, my child. I still want you to be with me. He loved us just that much that he laid down his own life, which I'll be talking about that later in the message. 
He laid down his own life. But the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, something that you really can't see, something that you got to have inside of you, something that leads you, something that shows you the way, something that guides you, something that demonstrates the power of God, the Holy Spirit is what God is talking about when he says that, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. What's the pour out? God's love. What is God's love? God's love has been poured into our hearts. Now think about that. If God's love is poured into your heart, that means everything that come out of your heart is going to be love. Amen? Unless you put God to the side. And sometimes we often forget people that we love. Sometimes we often forget things that we love, and we, we step out in selfishness. And when we step out in self, it's almost like we're leaving home without God. And see, God poured himself out into us. See, every one of us have the love of God in us. It's the fact that if we want to use it, amen, we have to use what God has equipped us with. And the Holy Spirit will guide us and show us the way, but we have to let the Holy Spirit work. When God poured it into us, it's ready for it to work, amen? 1 John 5 and 3, it says, in fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. We know what burdensome means. It ain't a burden. It ain't nothing that's going we're going to have to be beat over the head with, something that's going to hold us down, something that's going to keep us from moving and doing what God called us to do. It says, in fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands. What is his commands? The commands that he has given us to love one another. The commands that he has given us to be as he is to the world. For so God so loved the world that he what? Gave his what? That whoever perished what? That's what God did. See, when God died, it was all about love. It was all about love. And when I think about when God was up on the cross, when he, when he was up on the cross and he said, for they do not know what they're doing, he took everything. He knew what was going to happen. He was already prepared. God loved us so much, even when they were spitting on him, even when they were beating on him, even when they was talking about him, even when they was doing everything that you can imagine, he still loved. Now, let's examine ourselves. How often do we love when people talk about us, when people spit on us, when people hold us back, when people want to push us out in the street, when people want to do everything they can imagine to do to us, do we still love? I'm here to tell you today, your blessing is in the love of God. When you can love in spite of whatever circumstances or situations going on in your life, God is going to show up and pour out in your life and be used through the Holy Spirit. Amen? God's love for man. God's love for man. So let me show you something in Romans 5 and 5. It said, this experience of the love of God is poured out through the Holy Spirit. The love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Whatever else we say about this experience, let this be said. It is not decisively the work of man, but the work of God. 
It is supernatural. It is not found in our power. It is not the product. It is not the product of mere circumstance. It is not the owing to a good family of origin. It is owing to the Holy Spirit. You don't make it happen. The Holy Spirit makes it happen. This is how it works. See, we don't make it happen. The Holy Spirit makes it happen. Amen. God's love for man. The love of God. Think about that. The love of God. And we have to love just as God loved. God love is unselfish. God love is, is unselfish. And how can God's love be unselfish? See, unselfish is when you do things in spite of because you still love. See, God is so unselfish, just like I was talking about how he was spit on and how he was ridiculed and how he was talked about. He still loved. He didn't, he didn't walk over there and say, hey, you don't love me, I don't love you. God say, you don't love me, you talk about me, I still love you. And we should love in spite of. In Genesis 2 and 18, it says, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And as I already explained, that's exactly what God did with Adam. He created someone that could be suitable to him. He created Eve. And as we know the story and we talk about what, what Eve was there for and what Eve what was put in God's life, I mean, put in um, Adam's life for, we all know what transpired from that. But oftentimes, we always have someone that we, we love. And we have to make sure that we're doing all we can to show that, that we love. And, and I, I say this because, you know, God sometimes show me, and, and I have to examine myself for, for the way I treat my wife and, and the way I treat my children. But as we know, God allows for you to go back and get things right. And if you don't get it right, it's going to be all because ourselves. See, God gives us the opportunity to get things right. And I'm only saying this because I want each and every person here to examine themselves to know that, hey, God loved you. He gave his only begotten son. He laid down his life. Jesus died. He did that for us. What is a sacrifice for me and you to get it right, to love others? to love other people, to show people that we love them. That's what God is trying to get us to do. That's where he is trying to take us to. So, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offsprings and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. That's coming from Genesis 3 and 15. And it's talking about the serpent. And we know what the serpent did. He came before man and woman, and created a, 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 a dividing spirit that caused sin. And beforehand, it was no kind of sin whatsoever. Everything was straight luxury. Everything was beautiful. The garden was perfect. But just like in our lives, things come in between us, whether it's husband and wife, whether it's friend and friend, whether it's mother and daughter, whether it's child and father, Things come between of us, 
but the most important thing that can keep us connected is the love of God. And God said, if you love him, you'll love others. Amen? God's love is unselfish. In Psalms 84, it says, What is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? What is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? See, how often do we care about people? How often do we really put our attention on the things of God and the people of God? See, last week was something that we put ourselves to the side because we went out and served. And serving is doing God's business. See, when we serve, we serve to the master. When we serve, he gives back to us. When we serve, we are doing the lowest work. When we serve, we are doing what God called us to do. That's to go outside the four walls to reach the lost. When we serve, we are doing what God has sent us to do. When we serve, we are stepping out on faith and believing that God is going to bless the people that we're serving. Amen? When we serve, we are serving not to be seen. When we are serving, we are doing God's work. Amen? That's what it's all about, serving and not expecting to receive. But in your serving, God is going to bless you. In your serving, you are getting what you need. In your serving, God is giving you and equipping you with everything that you need. All he wants you to do is serve. Amen? And that's one thing I can say. An open heart. If you love people, and you show people, and you care for people, and you love God, then you'll do whatever God has called you to do. Each and every one of us have a mission. Each and every one of us have something that God wants us to do. But we have to seek God. Say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto thee. See, you have to seek him first. You have to get to know him so he can show you what he wants you to do in life. And when he shows you what he wants you to do in life, it's serving. And when you serve, you become part of a puzzle piece that God has created. And it's a piece of love, a piece of love. And when everybody's doing a piece of love and doing God's business, it creates a big, beautiful picture. For, so God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. See, we all are a piece of love that God has given us because we all had to die. We all had to be born again. We all had to believe that Jesus died and rose again. See, that's when we believe our piece of the puzzle becomes whole. And when we go out and serve, then we get plugged into the things of God. And now the piece of the puzzle can be visually seen because the love of God is seen inside of you. Amen. So some of the steps to loving God. As we talked about loving God, as we talking about Adam and Eve, as we talked about the Holy Spirit. Let's talk about some things that will help to love in God. It says, first, we have to pray to God. We got to tell God that you love him and love his creation. If you have notes, take these notes down. Some of them I didn't do in school, ain't that right, classmates? But I learned over a period of time, you got to take notes. 
I didn't never take notes. I used to look over there and say, hey, what they say? <laughs> but taking notes will help prepare you in life. It says, number two, it says, do good things. This will show how much you actually love God. It says, do good things. This will show how much you actually love God. Sometimes doing good things is not always what we want to do. When I say good things, you know, we don't want to do sometimes, we don't want to do what God has called us to do. We try to put it to the back burner. But when you, when you do things that's uncomfortable and we know that that's something we should be doing, that's really serving because we're putting ourselves to the side. We always want to do things on our own. We always want to go when we want to go. We always want to do when we want to do. But when God say, go do this, and we go do it, it show our obedience. It show how much we really love God because God is seeing how much we really love him because he always going to put us in situations where it's uncomfortable. Amen? Amen? That's when you know you're doing God's business because God is going to always put you in a situation where in the flesh you want to do something so bad over here, but God want to see how bad you want to do it. Then you go and serve him, then God will show you. Amen? Your blessing is in your blessing. Amen? And then it says in 3, it says, honor God's name. And my favorite one, love yourself so that you can love your neighbor. And oftentimes, you first got to love God, you got to love yourself. And if you don't do any of those things, then how is it possible for you to love somebody else? So it's like a, it's like a stepping stone. You have to take one step in order to get to the next step. And first step is that you got to love God with all your heart. When you love God with all your heart, then inside of you, it will show you how to love others. Amen? A lot of times people are messed up because they don't love themselves, and there is no way possible you can love somebody else if you don't love yourself. Amen? First of all, we have to love God, and then God will show us how to love others. Amen? And then, this one right here that I think we all have problems with sometimes, it says steps to loving God is that we have to love our enemies. And what is enemies? They can be somebody that's mistreating you, somebody that's trying to tell you that you will never amount to anything, you'll never be nothing, people that's, that's trying to take things from you, people that's trying to cause all kind of chaos in your life. But how many of you know if you love them, through your love, they may get saved? Through your act of kindness, they may get saved. Because if Jesus can stand up there on the cross and get beat on, get spit on, get mocked, even when people was doing it that he knew what was going to take place, he still showed them love. And in our lives, we have little similar things that's small, and we want to retaliate or we want to react. And I see this all the time through love, through love, through love, through love, we can save this world. Through acts of kindness, we can save this world. Through God's love, we can save this world. Through serving others through love, we can save this world. And God want to save this world through us. That's why he lived through us. That's why the Holy Spirit should be connected with us. See, the charge of God. It's like hooking a battery up. You take the plus and the negative, 
you plug it into God, then you go on this side, because you're charged with God. You take the plus and the negative, and you plug it in, and you get a full charge. See, what comes through God, through the Holy Spirit, comes all the way through the charge, and it fills you up. But how many times we are equipped with the booster cables, but we want to plug the positive and the positive, because they set it up for you, right? To where you can't take one end and put it on the other end. They give you the positive and the negative that's right and wrong. They give you the positive and the negative that's right and wrong. But if you want to take the negative and put it on the plus side, and take the positive and put it on the negative side, you ain't going to get no spark. You ain't going to get no spark. So no matter how you hook it up, ain't nothing going through it. And if you mess around and hook it up wrong, it may mess everybody up. And if you hook it up wrong, it may drain you because you're trying to do right, and it's going to pull everything out of the other person, and now they battery dead. you got to hook the charge up right if you want to be hooked up to Christ. And God's proper way of hooking up is through love. See, when we hook up through love with a positive and a negative, and we put it on right, remember, positive and negative. Somebody that don't love God hooking up with somebody that love God, and then you're doing the same thing on the other side, and you get a full charge of love. Amen? Amen. So how are you hooking up? That's how you hook up. How are you hooking up? Is you hooking up positive with a negative, and you take two positives and you hook up, you can't do God's work. See, God is meant for us to hook up to the loss, and the loss sometimes can be the negative charge. When the positive hook up with the loss, you're creating something. See, that's why I say you can't take a bunch of saved people and just be around a bunch of saved people. See, ain't nobody working for nobody. It's just a bunch of saved people, but it's still a lot of loss over there. You got to unhook from the saved and go hook up to the loss so we can get the loss in the church. Amen. A positive charge is the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit flow through the charge. Amen. I ain't nothing wrong with hanging around a bunch of saved people. But what is God really setting us up to do? God want us to reach the loss. That's us leaving the church positive, going into the world to someone that's lost, saying, hey, God love you. God love you. God care about you. And when you tell them that, then they open up their hearts to receive from God. And when they receive it from God, what are they doing? They allowing you to plug in. Amen. Say that again. They allowing you to plug it in. And when you plug it in, you ain't got to do nothing else. Because God is going to flow. Because guess what? You the source. You already hooked up. God going to use you then to charge them up. Amen? Amen? And I promise you, I still remember the day I got saved. I'm talking about truly saved. I remember that day. You're going to always know where you got hooked up at and who you got charged up with. Because when you ever need a boost off, you can go to them. You better get hooked up with the right boost now. I'm letting you know you better get hooked up with the right booster cables. Amen? <laughs> Y'all excuse my classmates, all right? <laughs> I tell you what, though, we're a class that love one another. I love my class back there. We stuck, we stuck together all the way through. We made it through. 
And um, just to say, 20 years is a long time. You know, I used to, I used to laugh and joke people that graduated in 85. And I know now when we say we graduated in 98, my kids be like, 98? You know, so, um, hey, I don't want to ask y'all. I swear, I don't want to ask y'all when y'all graduated. Don't worry about it. But um, the next one, it says, practice forgiveness and compassion with others. Practice forgiveness. And see, that's what I say. When, you, when we can forgive, then that's how we get hooked up to receive. See, when we forgive others, we are releasing something out of our life, which open up doors for us to receive. And see, a lot of times, that's what burden means when we're holding on to, to situations. God say, let go and let God. Let go and let God. When we let go and let God, then things can come in. See, we can't hold on to, to things of bondage that's going to keep us from being set free. See, God wants us to let go so that we can receive. Amen. And how can we bless others if we still holding people in unforgiveness? How can we be hooked up properly on the cables if we still can't forgive? Amen. So the steps to loving God is we have to forgive. We have to love our enemies. We got to love our neighbors just as we love ourselves. We got to honor God. We got to do things that will show God how much we love him. And we have to pray to God to show him that we love him. And just to reflect back on Genesis 2 and 18 when it says, The Lord God said, It is not, to be good. It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And it says, when you study the scriptures, you will discover that every action of God is driven by love. For example, God created woman for a man out of love. God watched Adam and saw how lonely he was. The animals and the birds could not feel the emptiness around and in him. God saw that it was not good for man to be alone, and so he made Eve for Adam. See, God loved us so much. See, when we love God, God would take that void, and he would put something inside of us. He would show us the way. He would give us what we need. But first, we have to let go. If we got a lot of bitterness in us, if we got a lot of unforgiveness in us, and we filled up with that, then oftentimes we can't receive from God because we got an overflow of things that's not good. See, when a cup fills up, it fills up. But if the cup is full of bitterness, first that cup have to be turned over for anything else to go in it. See, God want to pour nothing but goodness in us. And when we start to love God and we start to fill up with the things of God, then when our cup starts to sprinkle and to pour out into other people's lives, then we are pouring out love of God. And I'm going to give you an example. And we all have to be honest with ourselves because when I say things, I'm speaking from my experiences and things that have been done to me. How many times we can wake up in the morning, whether it's from a bad night or a good night, and we could take our situations or our problems to work with us. And we can get to work and, it can, and people that know you will know your demeanor, they'll know your the way you carry yourself, they'll know how you treat people often throughout the day. And you can come to work with a nasty attitude. You can be talking about everybody all because of something that happened to you previously. 
See, God don't want us to rub off onto someone wrong because we all have bad days. But what God is trying to show us is that anytime we have situations or problems, it's to cast it on to him. When we give it to him, we don't have to take it with us. See, that can be left right there. We shouldn't take our problems, our burdens, and put them on other people because, like I said, it's a positive charge and it's a negative charge. Our negative attitudes can make other people have negative attitudes. If we stay positive, then it'll be a positive environment. Amen? See, everything that we do create a reaction. Everything create a reaction. Because when we smile, we smile, it creates a positive environment. And when we sad, it creates a negative environment or a sad environment. But we control that. See, the love of God in us, the way we show love to others, the way we treat others, the way we do things, it will show a love that God loved us no matter what. Amen? And my message today totally is that God love you. The love of God in us, the love of God will help prevail us. Romans 5 and 8 says that, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Think about that. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So even when we was in the midst of doing the things that was not right that God wanted us to do, he still died for us. How many of you will lay down your life for something that ain't right, for somebody that's treating you wrong? How many of you will lay down your life for somebody that's backstabbing you, that's talking about you, somebody that's mistreating you? How many of you will lay down your life? But God yet still laid down his life while we were sinners. If I don't know, that's true love. That is true love. That is true love. That is true love. The love of God. God's love for man. God's love is unselfish. God's love is wonderful. Which leads me to John 3.16, and we all know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's deep. That's deep. It almost made me think about a sacrifice that he gave his only begotten son. See, God loved his son. God loved his son so much. Think about it. That one precious thing you love so much. That one precious thing you love so much. And y'all all have children. I have children. But I got more than one child. And I can't put one of them before the other. But God gave his only begotten son. Say his only. So, so his only son. He sacrificed his only son. His only son went and died and didn't even ask no questions about who was living right or who wasn't living right. He laid down his life for us because we were all sinners. 
Through him, we all have a second chance. Through him, we can get it right. Through him, all we have to do is say, Father, forgive me for my sins. Through him, we can get up and go and witness to others. Through him, we can be saved. And in him, we can love. Amen? God is love. Whoever does not love, or whoever does not love, does not know God. Because God is love. That's deep. I'm going to read that again. 1 John 4 and 8. It said, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. It's impossible to say you love if you don't love God. Because first you have to love God in order to know how to love others. Amen? Now let's talk about this love. We have all different types of love, and I, I like to talk about agape love. And agape love is, is, is deep. Look it up. I mean, we have to love one another. We have to really care about one another. And we have to really show God that we love him. And we have to hook up with who God wants us to hook up with through the Holy Spirit. See, through the Holy Spirit, you can't see the power of God hooked up through both ends of the booster cables. But being hooked up with the positive and the negative and the positive and the negative, all the work is done on the inside. See, you, you can't see the voltage that's going through. See, that ain't meant for you to see that. The only thing that God has represented for us to see is to be hooked up. See, the Holy Spirit does all the work for you. The Holy Spirit does everything that God wants you to do. See, the love that flows through the cables, the love that flows through God, the love that flows through the positive and the negative, it shows you how powerful God is because one cannot work without the other. See, we were yet sinners, but God gave us an opportunity because we was lost one day. We were the negative cable, but God sent the positive cable to hook up with us. And through the Holy Spirit, we got charged with the love of God. With every eye closed and every head bowed. If you don't know God and you want to get hooked up properly, and you want to get hooked up properly to the things of God, you want to get connected to the right source. You want to get plugged in to the right person. You want to be used like never before, whether it's negative or positive, but they all work together for the good of those who love the Lord. And we have to be hooked up somewhere because I remember that day, that night, that hour, that God sent somebody my way to receive him and they prayed to me and they asked me do I love God do I want to get closer to him and at that time I had no clue 
But see, it's a seed that's always planted in our lives that we never know how we're going to turn up. Because when you plant something, we don't know what it looked like in the end. It's how much you water it. It's how much you cherish it. It's how much you go and do the groundwork of your own seed. If you don't know the Lord today, by a show of hands, you want to get to know him, raise your hand. God is here. God knows your heart. And if you want to receive God, all you have to do is believe in your heart. Believe in your heart that he died, that he rose again on the third day. And if you believe that in your heart, then you shall be saved. You shall be saved. Lord, we just come to you just thanking you for your love, thanking you for you, Lord God, thanking you for sending your only begotten son to lay down his life, Lord God, so that we can have another opportunity to get it right with you, Lord God. And, Lord, we just thank you for allowing us to be hooked up to your source, Lord God, through the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, Lord God that we may get plugged and tapped into the right situations, Lord God, so that we can be used in your kingdom, Lord God. Not only used in your kingdom, Lord God, but used in the community to reach the lost, Lord God, because it's all about reaching the lost, Lord God. We want to take your word out into the kingdom, Lord God, but we want to first get our hearts right, Lord God, so that we can be a positive connection to the community, Lord God. That we'll be a positive source to the community, Lord God. We just thank you for that right now, Lord God. Lord, we ask you to just bless each and every person that's here, Lord God. We ask you to bless the graduates, Lord God. We ask you to bless class of 98, Lord God, that they may continue to be a blessing, Lord God. Continue to serve. Continue to do all the things that you desire them to do, Lord God. And most of all, Lord God, that we continue to love one another, Lord God, just as you loved us, Lord God. We thank you for that right now, Lord God. And anyone that received you today, Lord God, we thank you for them right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.